Hey, hey, friends, I'm Thea Charles, and you are listening to the Push or Pivot podcast. In this series, we discuss the path someone chooses when they are at a crossroads of their life. Do they push through the adversity or do they stop, reassess, and pivot? I had the pleasure of speaking with our guest, Angela Walker. Angela is a relationship coach, author, and speaker. After a 14-year marriage that failed due to infidelity, verbal, and emotional abuse, as well as the pressure of raising a disabled child, she embarked on a self-discovery journey to rediscover who she really was. Welcome, welcome, Angela, to the Pusher Pivot. I am so excited to talk with you today. How have you been? I've been well. Thank you so much. I'm super excited to be here with you. Thanks for having me. Oh, yes. And thank you for being on. Before we jump in, I'd love for you to give us a little background on yourself so we can get to know you. Sure. No problem. Uh, Background as a just normal person, if we just say that without all the professional. um, I'm a mother. I'm a daughter. I'm a friend. I'm a colleague. I am a lover of life. I often call myself a loveaholic because I just absolutely love, 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 love. Um, I grew up in uh, Florida, sunny South Florida. Hasn't been that way recently, Um, but it's my hometown. I've traveled around many states, different countries, uh, and I just love people. And now on the flip side, on that professional side, I am a relationship designer. Uh, and coach. And I often say designer, Thea, because there are no two relationships the same. Mm -hmm. There are no two people the same. You know, I coach singles as well as couples. And in all my years of doing so, I cannot tell you that, oh, wow, Thea, this couple is just like the other couple, or this person Mm -hmm. that is single thinks just like the other person that is single. So what I've done is actually, uh, niched it down to how about I design the relationship that you would like, not me pushing my thoughts on you, not you uh, creating your relationship like your mom and your dad or like your Mm -hmm. friends or whomever, because we tend to kind of do that to to find our way, but we run into those um, blind spots (laughs) and we Mm -hmm. regret that we've done that. So I like to help people create and design what does a healthy and long-lasting relationship looks like to you, Thea? You mm-hmm. know, and this helps me build on that. And I'm getting uh, very great results, uh, helping people uh, reclaim their love for one another, those relationships that are really on the verge of ruin. Um, and that's great. That's actually self-fulfilling. I have to be honest with you. It's kind of <laughs> selfish because of the things that I'll get into regarding my story. It's a personal thing with me. I personally want your relationship to succeed. I personally want you to salvage your relationship. I personally want you to find your Mr. or Mrs. Right. And by me doing so, it's a win-win situation. Every, everyone's happy. Uh, no one's angry. And it just works for me that way. Uh, that is what I do. I'm also the author of How to Resolve Any Relationship Issue. And I have to tell you, Bill, When I wrote that book, it came from a place of me wondering Mm -hmm. why am I, this is my personal life, not as a coach. Uh, Why am I ruining so many of my relationships? Mm -hmm. Uh, Then I narrowed it down to one thing. It is because I did not know how to effectively communicate with others. 
is because if you said something, Thea, that I felt offended by, off with your head. <laughs> and so, like, you will know in that moment, it didn't matter who was around us, I would address you at that moment, and it wouldn't be in a nice way. Mm-hmm. Well, what I realized with that is just because I feel offended doesn't mean I have to address the issue right then. Right. Because what I noticed is, and it's a hard lesson I've learned, but what I've noticed is when I begin to step back and not address it in that moment there, mm-hmm. I have time to process it. And mm-hmm. a lot of times I realized it was not that serious mm-hmm. <laughs> because I've taken that moment to pause and not address it. A lot of times I never go back to address it. And sometimes if I still feel that, yes, I would, I step back, I notice that, yeah, I was quite offended. Now I say to my, now I ask the person, can we talk about right. something that happened? What I'm finding is the results are amazing. People are willing to listen then because now you're on a private conversation with them and they don't feel that you're trying to embarrass them. Mm-hmm. When I realized that and I began to be very successful with that, I wrote a book because I, don't, I did not want to keep it to myself. I felt I cannot be the only one doing these things. I can't mm-hmm. be the only one, you know, like whatever they would say, popping off or, or, or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever your language is here in yeah. South Florida, that's what we say. Um, <laughs> I cannot be the only one jumping the gun. But in the book there, I actually wrote a formal apology. And I really Mm -hmm. apologize to all those that I wounded and I hurt. Uh, That's how the book came about. And it is helping many people. It is not a book that you would put on your shelf there. That's a book that you will walk around with. Because when those moments come up, I'm teaching you how to deal with those moments. I'm giving real life scenarios that a lot Mm -hmm. of you would find yourself in. And I'm giving you tips and techniques on how to get through those things. Uh, That's a little bit of um, what I do. Yep. And about how I got to become a relationship designer. Yeah. Uh, And this is great about your podcast because the push and pivot is so me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had to push through things there. I had mm-hmm. to pivot in my life. And believe it or not, if you are going to be living a healthy, sane life, mm-hmm. you better learn how to push and you better learn how to pivot because mm-hmm. things are going to happen in your life that it will cause you to have to do so. And if you do not, you will find yourself in a very depressed place, in a very dark place. I was there, Thea, before I learned to push and pivot. And I'll, and I'll tell you, I was married 14 years, okay. happily married uh, 10 years. The last war was living hell. Uh, I have five beautiful children. Uh, mm-hmm. One daughter, she passed away November 2019. Um, and you know, I had the house, the cars, the vacations, you know, going mm-hmm. wine and dining and, and everything that someone uh, that fantasized about being yep. married, you know, I had those things, mm-hmm. the business, whatever. However, when I gave birth to my daughter, the one I just mentioned that passed away, she was born with cerebral palsy. And I began to throw myself into her situation. Um, You heard me just say, Thea, that I have five kids. Well, Mm -hmm. well, she was the fourth child. And 
I literally became what I always say, an unlicensed nurse. I wanted to know everything there was to know about my daughter's condition. Mm-hmm. Now you and other people may think, well, how that's, that's great. You know, what an awesome mom. Well, what happened was because I threw everything into her situation, I neglected the other situation. Got it. I want to preface this before I go on by saying this. Infidelity, verbal abuse, mental abuse happened in my marriage the last four years. And I am here to help your audience and anybody I can help. And I want to say, but I'm talking about my side of the story, if I can okay. say that. Yes. I cannot talk about my ex. I can tell you my truth. I can tell you the part I played in the relationship. So when I'm talking about this, I don't want anyone to think that I am condoning infidelity. I'm just telling you my truth. Right. So now I got that out the way. Yes, we are clear. <laughs> we're, cl- we're clear here? All clear? Okay. All clear. <laughs> because I was throwing myself again into that situation, I began to neglect my husband. And I'm talking about sexually neglect. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about emotional neglect. And any neglect you want to say what a husband or wife would, would go through. At the moment, he wasn't really important to me. <laughs> I wanted to know how can my daughter get rid of what she had. I wanted to know what could we do concerning my daughter. Because of that, the relationship went down. This is when I noticed the relationship mm-hmm. started going down. And yes, infidelity crept in. And, and, and get, then after that, it was the abuse. The things that we would argue about, Thea, in private, we began to argue about publicly in front of the children. Mm-hmm. That's a no-no. Anyone who's listening, that's a no-no. Don't do it. And the strangest thing to me in that moment, while all of this was happening, Thea, is I had all four girls. And I kept trying for a boy. I wanted me a boy so bad. I, and I was never going to stop. Let the record stay. <laughs> <laughs> so all those kids are on purpose, dear. Mm-hmm. Well, my son is the, is the last. And I happened to get pregnant during this time. And the moment where I thought would be so much happiness in my life and so much joy in my life, dear, mm-hmm. became the most miserable time of my life and I was carrying my son that I wanted so bad Mm. I found myself making dates with this uh making dates with depression and let me explain what I'm talking about I would make sure the kids go off to school and I would lie on my couch for four hours a day and I knew that at that moment I just wanted to cry and I was I was giving that those hours over Thea to depression to um, what was me moments to just feeling down and out. And, and this happened like uh, uh, probably five months. I was no longer sleeping in my bedroom because mm-hmm. the bedroom just reminded me of my marriage and how we used to be. And I, I could right. not see myself in there. Well, I was sleeping on the couch five, six months in a, you know, in a row. And something happened differently after about the six months. Mm-hmm. It dawned on me, Thea. I said, hold on. If I can make an appointment with depression, can I, is it possible to make an appointment with happiness, even Uh, though 
I'm hurting, even mm-hmm. though I'm sad, even though my circumstance situation has not changed, could it be possible? And just trying this on a whim, just as mm-hmm. a, you know, for laughs and giggles. Right. I started saying, I am so happy. I am so happy. Girl, I was not happy. I was hurting, okay? But I continued to say, I am so happy. I said it so many times, Theater, I started laughing maybe after the 100th time because I thought I was being psychotic. I thought, you know what? If my kids or someone walking here right now, they're going to literally admit me to the psych ward. So the laugh was really laughing at me. It wasn't that happy laugh. It was just mm-hmm. a, are you kidding me? Like, I'm really saying I'm happy. So it, was a, it, it became a belly laugh. And then something shifted. I started laughing for real. I started thinking about anything that made me happy, Thea. And it could have been chocolate chip cookies. It, anything that made me happy, for, it just started coming to my mind. And I started being happy for real. And in that moment, in that pushing moment, that's what I call it. Mm -hmm. In that pushing moment, I realized that happiness is a choice. I hope someone is hearing me right now. Happiness is a choice. Nothing changed in that situation, Thea. Mm -hmm. Nothing changed in my life. Infidelity was still happening in my life. My marriage was still at ruins in my life. My daughter still has cerebral palsy in my life. But I chose to be happy by simply saying, I am so happy. I encourage anyone, if you do not know where to start and you're in that dark, deep place, start there. Just say you are happy no matter how crazy it may sound. And I pray you get the same results as I did. That is my push moment there. Before I go into my pivot moment, mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to share anything or say anything because right now I am truly emotional. <laughs> uh, well, I I can feel it. <laughs> I can feel it. And it just, you know, this is something that comes up, I think, with a lot of people that we talk to and even... I tried like doing gratitude journaling. Like when you remind yourself of all that you love and that you're happy about, it's just, it's amazing. It's transform. It's transformational. It just changes your entire outlook. I guess I'm curious what prompted you to be like, I I'm in choice. I'm in control. That is a great question. It started off as me just really trying to do something as laugh for a laugh and giggle. It really did. And because I had nothing to grab to say, mm-hmm. well, how do I do this? I just started saying, I'm happy. And in that moment of laughing and realizing that thoughts begin to come into my mind because I was making a declaration of mm-hmm. being happy. Declaration means speaking those things. It may not be that, but just say it anyway. Yep. When I realized that because I'm making a declaration, positive thoughts are coming in my head because I'm declaring this, mm-hmm. this thing that's not so, but it brought and attracted happiness. 
And I don't want to be so deep on your show, but it's just the truth to answer your question. That is that moment that made me realize it, that now what I say is what it's going to be, no matter if it's not physically here or materialized in this moment. That was that push moment, Theo. The pivot moment happened. When I'm talking about the things that I just that just transpired, I was still married, Thea. Okay. Shortly after, I want to say maybe after the four years of hell, I just explained that to you. Maybe it took me a year to get the divorce because of the procedures and the proceedings that was going on. Mm-hmm. When the divorce was final, shortly after I lost everything, my house, my car, everything that I once loved, it mm-hmm. was gone. It was mm-hmm. gone. Um it was to the point where humiliation set in. It was, I never used to dump my trash as a married woman. I didn't know how to grab it out the garbage, and, you know, and tie the bag. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a pro now. Let me just let the record say. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know how to dump the trash. After the divorce, when I realized that I had to go and literally out the door and throw something in a garbage, I cried. I cried, dear. Now, somebody might say, really, Angela? Like, seriously, you cried? But when you're not used to something, when something used to mean the world to you in a certain way, to me, that that was my husband catering to that area mm-hmm. in my life. He That was me feeling... My husband doesn't even want my hands to touch trash. He dumps yeah. the trash. You understand where, where, where yeah, I'm coming I, from? I see where you're coming it's from. not that I'm saying I'm better. I don't want anyone to misunderstand, but it was how I was treated with that certain thing. So when it began to be different, it hurt to the core mm-hmm. and I cried. I moved out of my four bedroom home and I moved into a two bedroom apartment. And at the moment I didn't have any furniture to go in my, my bedroom. And I had an air mattress there and my son, he was really young at the time and he accidentally poked a hole in my air mattress. So <laughs> mm. I had about one good hour of air there and mm-hmm. after that I was flat on the floor. Yes. In this moment of me lying on that floor and looking up, man, I understand now when people say when you're on your back, you can only look up. Mm-hmm. It became a reality in my life. I looked up and I had, I asked myself, how did you get here, Angela? How did you go from having everything to nothing? This is my mindset. I know I had something, but my mindset at the moment. Mm -hmm. Who are you? Who are you? This is when the journey began. This is when I went on an emergency self-discovery journey, Thea. Mm-hmm. This is the pivotal moment in my life. The moment of question, the moment that many of us, we don't want to face. Because if you are going to question yourself, you have to be honest with yourself. Yeah. And a lot of times, Thea, that honesty makes you look real ugly because if you're honest, you take responsibility. Mm-hmm. If you're honest, no one else is around. No one's listening. <laughs> you, you, you can get totally clear with yourself. You can totally see 
the things that you did to contribute to the mess that you're in if you're honest and i had to face an honest life i had to say who are you how did you get here when i answered those questions the uh, the journey started and because i left that ugly place of answering it and i'm happy i did and i pray people answer that question ask yourself that question answer the question truthfully because if you do not answer the question truthfully you're still back in the mess that you're in yeah when i did that i went all the way back there to when i first knew who i really was what i mean by that and it took me back to being a little girl as far back as five years old who i really was without anyone trying to shape and mold me and mm -hmm. fashion me the way they wanted me or where they the way they think i should be yeah the the times when it didn't matter if my hair was a mess or however my hair looked the times where if i wanted to wear a sundress with some rain boots no one cared because i was a little popular it was so cute Thea. you know we thought it so cute those times where you were accepted for being who you really was mm -hmm. when i went back what i found there is that i noticed there was a common trend in my life if i go back to five years old you know we used to have my family used to come over and visit a lot and the boys would go out and play their separate games together maybe it'll be football maybe it'll be basketball whatever mm -hmm. the girls we would always get together and we would we would choose something we wanted to to play so for example one cousin she may want to play restaurant and she would serve us and you know mm -hmm. she got orders and then uh, maybe my sister wanted to to um play salon and she would do our hair and we were her clients when it came to me Thea, it never changed and we would rotate this every weekend or you know, yeah. whenever we came together and everybody would change it up what they wanted to be i noticed i never changed it didn't matter when they came over i always wanted to play schoolhouse and i had to be the teacher <laughs> <laughs> it never changed mm -hmm. and then what i realized is going through my life i've always loved to teach others going through my life i've always loved to look at love i don't care if it was wedding videos mm -hmm. i don't care if it was proposals um i noticed that i would love to when we go to the beach i would sit on the wall and i would just watch couples walk past and try mm -hmm. to figure out how's their relationship you yeah. know what I mean? mm -hmm. and i noticed this is who i am mm -hmm. somehow i lost that along the way and a lot of us lose that along the way especially those of us who uh get into a relationship with someone else mm -hmm. we we try to blend as much as we can but in that blending sometimes we make the mistake and we go too far and we become the other person mm -hmm. never lose who you really are never lose who you really are always remember who you are and always incorporate that in that relationship after all this is why the person is attracted to you great i just threw that in i'm sorry i don't know but <laughs> <laughs> It is a part it's, of the story. The, it's the truth <laughs> thank you and, and when i realized that i always loved relationships i've always loved to teach there was that birth of that relationship designer and coach thea that was that pivotal moment where i stepped into being who i really am mm -hmm. when you do that it's so refreshing 
It, it, it feels light. And it doesn't matter what it is, how many hours you have to give into it. It feels light. It feels comfortable. It feels fantastic. I pivoted into who I really am. Those of you that are hearing, you're probably wondering because I often get asked this question because okay. I am a relationship coach. Are you in a relationship? <laughs> <laughs> I am in a very strong and thriving and healthy relationship because I've learned how to do relationships. Yeah. And this is why, Thea, I mentioned earlier, it is a personal thing with me. Mm -hmm. It is personal to me that your relationship is, is healthy and long lasting. It is personal to me that you design it with your vision in mind and not your parents' vision and not your friends and family visions, your vision. That is so incredibly important to me and I love to deliver that. So one of the services that I created is called Ask Me Anything, Thea. And okay. what that is, is you can literally schedule a call with me and you can talk to me about anything pertaining to your relationship. Even if you're not in one, if you're single and you just have issues or questions or concerns about that. I created that service because I am a coach. Sometimes you, you're not looking for, or you may not need a coach to kind of coach you throughout uh, your no. relationship, but sometimes you get into those relationship stumps where you just need to talk to a professional and maybe you don't want to talk to family and friends because the thing you want to say, maybe you don't want them to know about. Exactly. And then sometimes you and your partner, you're going through an issue that right now you're going through that issue. And if you tell your friends and family, and we love them dearly, okay, mm -hmm. shout out to the friends and family. But if you tell your friends and family and now you've gotten them all hot and bothered, you're back having pillow talk with your partner and you want your friends and family to like him or her. Well, it doesn't mm -hmm. work that way. They're holding a grudge that you're no longer holding. Mm -hmm. that, that is why I, I, I created that service deal. So it's an unbiased ear. It's mm -hmm. a professional ear. I'm going to listen to you. We're going to talk about it. And I'm not always on your side. I'm on the right side. You understand? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that is why that service was created and I'm, and I'm quite proud about it, but yeah. that is why I landed in this coaching world and this is where I fit and this is where I belong. What a great service. That, that's, that's what people need. That's literally the one piece of advice that my dad gave me when I got married was what happens in your marriage is between you and your partner because once you bring other people in, they don't forget. <laughs> We don't forget. You know why? Forget. Because we love you. Exactly. We, you know, we're not trying to be biased, but we are biased. You know, mm -hmm. listen, you're my friend. You're my family. If you tell me you're hurting and this person hurt you, I'm hurting and I'm upset. Mm -hmm. This is why I said we need a service that is, is, is someone that's confidentially listening to you. They're not going to go and tell your business because, listen, mm -hmm. <laughs> let's just be honest. I used to have to tell my dad. When I tell you something, don't go tell your sisters. Now, he wasn't doing it because he was trying to just tell my business. He was doing it out of Angela's going through this. Oh, let me talk to Mike. I'm comfortable with my family. Mm -hmm. This is why this service is very important to me because if it was out there, I didn't know about it. And I make, I make sure everyone knows it is out there, Thea. You know, my Instagram accounts, I put daily relationship tips and techniques. And in the in my bio, there's a link to my Ask Me Anything because sometimes you can't afford a coach and you just need some advice or tips. Right. <laughs> you know, I provide that because I'm trying to do everything I can to help 
relationships. I love that. And I love, you know, just in general, as you're talking, I really like, I just want to acknowledge the fact that you're really introspective. You're able to look in and think like, you know what, if I want to have happy thoughts, I need to think happy thoughts, you know, where energy flows. Um, I, <laughs> it's true. Oh, I just messed it up. It it's goes, like, where, I know what you, some, mean. I you know, know you know what I'm talking about? Where energy goes, energy flows. Absolutely. Yes, that's it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was really easy. I don't know how that okay. went away. <laughs> I knew what you meant. But, yeah. But, you know, to look into yourself to realize I want to be happy, to be able to look back and say, where is my zone of genius? What is it that's always come through? Because usually that's the thing that comes the easiest for you. And I, I feel like we're kind of programmed to think work or what your life passion is needs to be hard when really it's a gift and a gift is not, it's not hard. No, it's so easy. <laughs> you know, I was working on a nine to five. Mm-hmm. I was the head of my department. I was working probably 70 hours a week by choice. 40 hours were, was, it was a demand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the others were because I wanted to be the best at what I do. Mm-hmm. You know how stressed I was? My back was hurting. <laughs> now, I was good at what I did, but yes. my back was hurting all the time. I was a caffeine addict because I had to get this caffeine in me to get these hours done. And that was hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what you call hard. But when you're doing what you are created to do and you're doing what you love, that's easy. And I put in the same amount of hours there, but mm-hmm. I don't have backaches. I'm not addicted to caffeine. It flows easy. I would encourage anyone, find out what you love, even if you have to go back like I did as a little child. Figure out what did you, did you like to comb the little doll's hair and always do the doll's hair? And every time you look around, you were clipping the hair and you need a new doll head to do. Maybe you love, you, you, maybe you love to do hair. Yes. Maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, it, you know, if you were always in your mom's makeup and every time you look around, you got lipstick everywhere, whatever, and you got powder, blush powder everywhere. Maybe you love to do makeup. You know, men, look, at if you were always trying to repair your bicycle, repair something that wasn't broken, if you took it apart, maybe you love to repair things or build things. This mm-hmm. is what you have to go back and see. What do you love? Yeah. Not what you're compromising to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and strip away all those layers, like you said, because everyone has outside forces. Maybe your parents were like, oh, you're really good at school you should do a lot you know like just little things that just get planted and then you kind of forget mm-hmm. the path that you're originally on you really do mm-hmm. yeah this has been so nice <laughs> oh my goodness there's so many gems i was just thinking what's your soundbite gonna be i don't know like i could just play the whole thing <laughs> thank you thank you okay. oh my goodness but i'm gonna pull another piece of advice from you If you could give us one takeaway, what what should that be? If I could give you one takeaway, and this is definitely the right show. I love it. Push to pivot. I want to say change how you see things, Thea. Find the beauty in it. Doesn't matter how horrible it seems. Find the beauty because when you find the beauty, it allows you to align yourself a little, just a little to give you some space to breathe of what the horrible thing is happening in your life. I had to find the beauty in you are carrying the sun you've always wanted. 
and you're giving time to hurt and despair, shift your mind, shift your mindset. If you have to eat your favorite meal, change the way you see things in life to make things just a little bit more easier for you. Change how you say things. You know, I had a habit of saying, I'll always be broke. Mm-hmm. Every time I get money, it always, something happens to my car or who's going to want me with five kids after a divorce? Well, I'm in a beautiful relationship. Mm-hmm. Change what you're saying because once you make a positive declaration, it is bound to enter into your life. Believe me. And the last thing I would want to say, change the way you receive things, Thea. When, when you receive things, whether it's advice, whether it's tips, whether it's um, someone doing anything generous to you, learn to have the attitude of gratitude. Hmm. Learn to stop thinking this just should be given to me or, or this should happen. Learn to have the attitude of gratitude because once you're grateful, you tend to spew it out of your entire environment and people will attract themselves to you because they will know no matter what she receives, she's very, very grateful. And that's what I would like to leave with your audience. That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is really awesome. How can people find you, Angela? You can find me. My website is AngelaSWalker.com. But definitely that Instagram account here because I would love them to get those relationship tips and techniques. My Instagram name is Angela.S.Walker. Awesome, Angela. And we will have that in the show notes. So if you didn't hear, you can always go and click on it. (laughs) So thank you again for being on. And thank you. Just thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, Thea. What did you take away from Angela's story? Will you make an appointment with happiness? I'm Thea Charles, and I hope you gain insight from this story and that you'll share this podcast with a friend. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the Push or Pivot podcast on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast platform. To stay up to date with the Push or Pivot and to join our mailing list, visit us on the web at pusherpivot.com. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Push or Pivot. Thank you for listening and join me next time on the Push or Pivot podcast.